And welcome into Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network, also being simulcast on the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page. Today's Gator podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. They're Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. He is Denny Thompson. I'm the hacker, Ryan Green. Yikes. A 49-42 loss for Florida to LSU. The Gators now unranked. The Gators now 4-3. An absolutely horrific defensive effort and all sorts of questions at quarterback. Denny, where are we right now with this 2021 uh, Gator football season? I don't know. I I mean, it's... um... What's the right word I'm looking for? It, it's, Circus? Uh, it's like, it's disappointing, but that's not the word I'm looking for because it's confusing at the same time, right? It's like you've got this situation to where, I'm not speaking for Gator fans, but the sense that I get is Gator fans like Dan Mullen, but they're tired of this crap. Mm-hmm. They understand how good of a coach Dan Mullen is, but they don't want this type of stuff. Well, the bottom line is when you lose to Georgia in a couple of weeks, I did say when, not if, but when, you're going to be two and eight. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, have we been watching the same games? Wow. You think that Florida team is going to beat wow. this Georgia team? I mean, I don't, it's not a matter of, it's not a certainty. Okay. Well, all I know is LSU running the counter tray ran for 287 yards. Okay. What's that Georgia right, well, offense we'll going to do? I was, I was seeing where we were going to start. I didn't know if we were going to start at quarterback well, but, but, or there. Real quick, though. If, okay, if they lose to Georgia, Moen will be 2-8 and eight against Georgia, LSU, and Alabama. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Big I, problem. I, I agree. I, it is a problem. I Let's start with the defense, though, because that's the frustration, and it's not even – I was thinking about this earlier this morning, actually. Because if you look at the year as a whole, the defense hasn't really been an issue, right? Like, I mean, you outside of Alabama, the first quarter, yeah, right, and that was there was no adjustments made in that. That was guys started making tackles that they were missing in the first quarter. Every other week, the defense did not lose them the Kentucky game. I mean, I don't think the defense was spectacular against South Florida. South Florida put twenty on the board. Uh, I mean, come on, we're going to go saying, South Florida. I mean. I mean it hasn't been the issue, is, no. is my point. Against Kentucky, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Right. And yeah. Alabama. And Alabama for the first two, or the last two and a half quarters. Right. Which nobody has stopped Alabama, okay. even in their loss. So follow me here. Yeah. The problem is, is we all know what we saw last year. And so the first time we see that again, it's like, okay, it's back. Right. And it is. And that that's correct. Like if this was the if last year wouldn't have been last year, if last year's defense would have been as good as this year's defense the first five games was, then we'd be sitting here going, Okay, let's see what happens next week. But because we have that sample size of last year, it's like, ah, oh, dang. Like Grantham's back, right? The the actual defense itself was so pathetic the other day in so many different ways. It's like when they ran power and they ran counter. That's all they ran. And so literally what they were doing was getting to the line, and if you over-adjusted to power, they ran counter. If you over-adjusted counter, they ran power. 
So there's a schematic issue there. But then on top of that, you have players just continue to get punched in the mouth the entire time and never get fed up. Not one time did a player take on a block with terrible intentions. It's like that coach is saying, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Florida knew what was coming at them, and they could not stop it. Listen, it's a street fight. And at some point, you got to get tired of getting punched in the freaking nose, and you got to punch back, and they never did. Right. And it's like, okay, so how do you stop that, right? Like, how do you stop... Go to the schematics of it. Well, at some point, you start to dial up run blitzes. At some point, you start to shift. You start to slant. You start to do things like that. Never happened. Never happened. Which let me know that they've been very basic on defense and have gotten by with talent up to this point and never – because you got to remember, the the best players on the team, according to recruiting rankings – is in the front seven on the defense. Well, and when you have Gator defensive players after the game saying, we made the adjustments the coaches told us to make. Make sure they did. And it didn't matter because the coaches well, were. That, and that, listen, I don't care what adjustment a coach makes, and I'm blaming Grantham, don't get me wrong, but the Gator players have no room to talk because they just sat there and got just brutalized on national TV in front of their moms and their girlfriends and did nothing about it. At least it was a high noon kick. Well, it seemed to be very highly watched because the whole country's talking about it. <clears throat> All right, so you're the quarterback whisperer, if you will, the quarterback guru here at 1010XL with six points. People are watching this because they want your thoughts on Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones. Let me start with this basic question. Not to do any inside knowledge, just you, Denny Thompson, your personal opinion. Do you trust Dan Mullen with the way he's handled this quarterback situation moving forward? I don't anymore. I don't anymore. I, I, I'm, And for me to say that's because I'm a huge Dan Mullen guy. I love Dan Mullen. You know him on a personal level. I do. And I, <laughs> up to what I saw in LSU, my thought was, okay, this is a guy who has a history of developing quarterbacks. He knows what's best for his team. He knows what's best for his quarterbacks. I'll just state this real quick for new viewers. Denny's worked with Anthony Richardson for years. Denny right. has trained Anthony Richardson for years. Denny and Anthony Richardson, may I go as far as to call you guys friends? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, very close. And and I've worked with Emory. I've worked with Emory a little bit, not nearly as much. And I like Emory a lot. But up to the Saturday, I was like, okay, he's seeing something in practice. Now, I would ask. Um, you know, what's going on, and I, I won't go into what I was told, but what I was getting was different than what I was hearing, but I still chose to trust Dan Mullen until the second half. And when Anthony came in and I saw the difference in tempo, I saw the difference in energy, they didn't run different plays, they had different action on the plays. Actually, the action made it harder for the defense to defend with the with the play action, self-play action type of stuff with Anthony. I saw the ball come out quickly. I saw the ball be decisive. I saw absolute dimes. I saw a big arm. I saw great precision. I saw the offense move. So what the hell have you been doing, Dan? Like, what you've been telling us is not the truth. Like, that That's obvious right now. So there is no quarterback debate. We all see what we see. So is it a situation, and again, we don't know this. I'm just asking the opinions, basically. Is it a, I'm smarter than you for Dan it's stubbornness. Mullen? It's stubbornness. It's sheer stubbornness. It has to be. Yeah. Okay, let's assume for a second that Anthony was terrible in practice. Let's just go on that assumption, which I don't believe is the case. But let's go on that assumption. 
you've now seen him in multiple games, and so you would go, well, he's a gamer. Mm-hmm. We've seen him make throw after throw after throw that just completely takes away any opinion of people have that people have that he can't throw. You're being idiotic if you say that at this point. He's probably had the best six throws of the Gator season, right? He's had him under pressure. He's had him with a clean pocket. He's come off of reads. He's the most electric player on the field. He's the best player on the field, and you've got him sitting on the bench. Like I don't, I don't understand it. He can't sit on the bench any longer, right? Even Dan Mullen at this point, you start Anthony Richardson against Georgia. You have to. I don't know that they will. That's the thing. I don't know that they will. But but you 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 don't just start Anthony Richardson. It's Anthony Richardson's team. Yeah. Like it, it that it it's that simple. And I for some reason I just have this feeling that's not going to be what it is. If it's up to me, these last 5 games, win them, lose them, whatever. Um make Anthony Richardson as happy as he can be so he doesn't leave. Because it caught a lot of people's attention. And again, I don't know how much you want to get into this. I don't. Okay. Well, I'll just throw it out there for people that didn't see it. Anthony Richardson was quoted as saying, I'm a Gator for now, or something along those lines, by a media reporter after the game, the keywords for now, and then you got Lane Kiffin in Oxford retweeted that, and that stirred all kinds of noise, and then Anthony Richardson came out himself on Twitter and said, maybe I didn't represent myself clearly enough, and talked about how he loves the University of Florida, this, that, and the other. I mean, if you're Florida... And if you're Dan Mullen, 2021 is a lost season at this point. You're not ranked. You're not going to a New Year's Six game. The absolute best you could hope for is to upset Georgia, win out, and that might put you in Orlando at the Citrus Bowl, I guess. More than likely, it's either going to be the Gator Bowl or the Music City Bowl. It's all about making Anthony Richardson the guy so that he is the guy in 2022, is it not? Yeah, I mean, we're not going to get back into you and I's difference about the season's over. We're not going to get into that because no. you, you can't you can't tell me you want a good 2022 if you're not going to finish 2020. No, we're going to finish 2021, and I hope we win every game. At the end of the day, but, even if you win every game, you're going to the Super But with Bowl. that being said, like, you don't want to see Anthony Richardson with a bunch of bunch of young people because they've thrown their hands up and said the season's over. Well, that's too. Like, like that. That's my. That, what I'm saying is, you play to win games, and and this isn't a we're going to develop Anthony. You're playing Anthony because he's the best player on your team. You're not playing Anthony for 2022. You're playing because you want to win Saturday. I'm playing Anthony to make him happy too, because without playing Anthony, that talk about the transfer portal and the Lane Kiffin retweet and all that comes back into the conversation. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen when the season ends? There's conversations that have to be had, not with Anthony, but the coaches. The coaches have to decide what direction they want to head, and they got to be crystal clear with Emory and Anthony. Either one of those would be massive. Um, they get massive attention in a transfer portal. Either one of them. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And neither one of them need to be sitting on a bench. Like, it, it's it happens. And And I had a guy that messaged me, and he's like, if they don't bleed orange and blue, I don't want them. Okay, well, fine. Then you don't want about 80% of your team. Okay? They, 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 they don't bleed orange and blue. It's opportunities. All right? They need opportunities. I want to ask you about Dan Mullen in a moment. For the uh, highest quality care, you can rely on Southeast Orthopedic Specialists for any orthopedic injury or concern. Of course, Southeast Orthopedic Specialist always brings you the Gator Bites podcast. You can log on to their website by going to se-ortho.com, and you can listen. 
for Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, the good doctor, Kevin Murphy, on Thursday mornings in the 7 o'clock hour with Jeff and Dan right here on 1010XL for his weekly analysis of injuries in sports. For Gator fans that want to put Dan Mullen on a hot seat right now, what do you say to them? Um, Hot seat or do they want to fire him? Uh, okay, how about how about my Gator buddy, season ticket holder? Been a season ticket holder 25 years. It's gone to every Gator game that I know of over the last two and a half decades. Mm-hmm. Told me to fire Dan Mullen and hire Lane Kiffin. Well, I mean, it's not that easy. Right, but, but what do you say to people like that? Because I guarantee you, people watching and listening, at least some, have that mindset. Here's, here's what I think about Dan Mullen is, if he were to get fired, he'd be a very hot commodity. USC would come after him, LSU would come after him, like and I and I believe that if you took a straw poll of ADs, the vast majority of ADs would take Dan Mullen over Lane Kiffin. I, I firmly believe that. And I believe Dan Mullen is a much better coach than Lane Kiffin. I don't get the Lane hype. They beat Tennessee by what, four? I wonder what <laughs> Lane Kiffin could do recruiting wise at Florida. I, I I do, I, I do, what? and then maybe I'm in the wrong, and then you can bash I me. Just name me a big win. He's at Ole Miss. Okay, <laughs> so why is everybody infatuated with this guy? Name me a big win in his freaking career. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. Like I, I've anyway, always had a problem with Dan about, Mullen recruiting. This is about Dan, not Lane. Yeah. So here's what Dan's got to do. Dan's got to figure out what the hell he he is. Like, are you going to be this stubborn? And you can be because you're that good. You can be this stubborn. You probably end up somewhere else, and you probably continue to make seven million dollars a year, right? Because there's a lot of fan bases that'll take multiple ten win seasons um, in the first couple of years. Or are you going to sit back and reevaluate and go, okay, I need help recruiting. Um, I need to get help offensively. Um, I need to get a defensive coordinator that's not my best friend. That I, that is purely a transactional thing. You you stop them, you keep your job. You don't, you look for a job, right? And are you going to retool everything around you, including your passion for recruiting? Because he has no passion for recruiting. It, and if you are going to do that, then he's absolutely the best person for the job in Gainesville. Let me ask you this. I want to throw it back at you. Give me a Dan Mullen big win in his time at Florida. Well, Georgia? Last I year, mean, yeah, uh, Georgia last year. That was a down Georgia team with Stetson Bennett. Uh, really, they were it a was, top five team. Well, okay, so Georgia last year. Admittedly, you you asked me to give you one. I gave right, you. So I Ge- he's played two top five teams since then, and he won one of them. Oh. And the other one, by the way, the other one, he's the closest that's come to beating Alabama back to back times. Like I mean, we close can't... counts and horseshoes and hand grenades, okay. man. Okay, he's four and six in his last ten. I'll give you Georgia last year. I'll give you Auburn with a freshman Bo Nix. See, there's an excuse, and for then everything. LSU in 2018. That's my point, though. There's an excuse for every victory he has, but there, but we don't have that same energy when we talk about Lane Kiffin. I'm not, Lane just, Kiffin don't even have one. I'm not talking about this. Ain't just a Lane Kiffin thing. But if okay, you're gonna... then tell me who. Tell me. Tell no, me. No, 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 no. Tell my, me who you're right. going to replace him. So with. Shamar James decommits today. Okay. The Highest Gator recruit from Mobile, Alabama, after visiting Georgia this weekend. Okay. That is going to continue to be a problem. Dan Mullen is not a good recruiter. What is a good recruiter? Uh, Where do you expect him to be? Okay. How about this? How about in your own state? 
When the top 25 guys, according to 247sports.com, the top 25 guys in the state of Florida this year, currently, only one is committed to the Gators. How many? Uh, yeah. One. Dude, that's – it's a, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia are way ahead of, of Florida. You can't – that's not just a Dan Mullen thing. Urban Meyer tried to warn us of this over a decade ago. Yeah, even, even Muschamp was able to get guys out of the state that were highly ranked. McElwain wasn't. And Mullen's not right now. Bro, The you, listen, I agree. Dan Mullen is not a great recruiter. He hates recruiting. It's not just his fault. It's They should have upgraded facilities a decade ago. They didn't. Yeah. Okay, so who are you going to bring in? Now you've got this new facility. Bad news, Florida fans. Even with the new facility, you're still behind. I hate to, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you don't, change the way the facilities are built in Florida, meaning you don't pay cash for everything. Okay, If you don't change that, you're always going to be behind. Here's what I know. I don't know who to bring in. And I, and I don't know if I want to necessarily get rid of Dan Mullen. I'm just pointing it out. But I'm getting awful tired of Kirby Smart getting anybody he wants and Florida getting essentially most of the guys that Georgia's not recruiting. That's basically where we're at right now, with a few exceptions. Kyrie Elam's obviously an exception. Florida beat Georgia for him, and he's a great player. Jason Marshall was on a lot of people's list. Florida got him. So I'm not blind to the fact that Mullen has gotten some guys. But I think you'll admit, by and large, Kirby Smart is obliterating Dan Mullen in the recruiting game. So we're going to fire everybody? I'm not saying fire everybody, but you got to get somebody to compete with Kirby. I mean, there'd be nobody left. Kirby is obliterating everybody. Well, it's just, it's, and and when you lose a game and now you're four and three and all of a sudden you wake up on a Wednesday morning and your top-ranked recruit, linebacker Shamar James out of Mobile, decommits, it's not a good day right now in Gator Nation, at least in the recruiting circles. Okay, I, 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 I mean, you're right. You're, you're not wrong. All I'm saying is like nobody has a solution. No. Everybody talks about he's not recruiting with Kirby. Well, nobody's recruiting with Kirby. What, what they have at Georgia, you don't have at Florida. You don't. And I know we want to say, well, you're in the state of Florida. Everybody's a hundred miles away. It doesn't matter anymore. It means absolutely nothing in recruiting. So how does Florida need to get to where Georgia is? I mean, if ever if if I had the answer, man, I wouldn't be sitting here. I don't know. It's it's I've listen. I have been to most of the places in the southeast. I have heard their recruiting pitches. I've seen their facilities. I've seen the way the programs are run. Florida Florida Gator fans got so angry at me a couple years ago when I did an interview with a Georgia outlet. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I said at the time. <laughs> When you walk in Florida and you walk in Georgia, there's a massive difference. Mm -hmm. Georgia is an NFL environment. Georgia has top-notch facilities. Um, Everything is done to a T. Like, there is a reason they do everything. Florida is not that. It's not that. And by the way, outside of Alabama, nowhere else that I've walked in is that. So I don't know if it's a support staff thing, and that's what I'm suggesting with Dan Mullen. Like, you, you're going to have to humble yourself, and you're going to have to go, and you're going to have to hire people that 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 can duplicate what they're doing. If you look at what Kirby's done, look at his staff. His staff, there's been high turnover, but it's always a mixture of recruiting, coaching. Now, if they win a natty this year, it'll be interesting because they're going to lose a ton. They're going to probably lose their D coordinator, who's going to be a hot, hot name, if not this year or the next year. I don't know. Who knows what Munkin's going to do, right? So does he pass the Nick Saban test long-term? 
We still don't know that about Kirby, right? It's it's apples and oranges right now. You, you, I know Florida fans, you want to believe, but look at Miami. Look at Tallahassee. Recruiting is not the same thing that it used to be. It's not even close. Right, but again, and hold that thought on Tallahassee. we got to go quick here. Today's Gator Podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. They're Northeast Florida's leading orthopedic center, providing an unparalleled level of care across numerous locations. That's in both Jacksonville and St. Augustine. That includes Riverside, Northside, the Southside, the beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. Real quick, I know you got to go do Jaguars today. By the way, they have eight four-stars committed in this class. Florida does. Florida does? Yes. Uh, eight four-stars. It was nine up until 20 minutes ago. So just forget the other eight. Well, I'm not saying forget the other eight. As of now, how many does Florida State have? Out of curiosity. Um, six. Six. How many five-stars they got? They have one five-star. Yeah. They have, But they have four more commits. Right. Florida that's State. That's the thing. Like, you also got to look at the number of commits. Florida still has... 11 people to sign. Well, Florida State's keeping their class together for now, and they've we'll had see. an awful, awful we'll year. Why are people seemingly jumping ship on the Gators? I don't think Shamar James is going to be the last. I mean, if if recruiting stopped this time of year, Miami and Florida State would have an abundance of talent. They do this every year. Yeah, they do. I just, I'm, my concern is not X's and O's, although the way he's handled the quarterback situation has been abysmal. Anthony Richardson should be in there. I, I can't even imagine a scenario unless you just think Georgia's defensive line is going to overwhelm you and you want Emory to get sacked seven times as opposed to Anthony Richardson, and then you put Richardson in the following week. The way he's handled the quarterback situation to me is abysmal. But the recruiting thing is a gigantic concern for me. And I agree with that. I'm not I'm not defending Dan Mullen on this. I'm just saying that it that the expectations may be entirely too high for what Florida has to offer right now. That's all I'm saying. Real quick, in the SEC this week is not a good week. LSU Ole Miss is probably the best game. Yeah, it's not a good week in college football. I don't think there's a top 25 matchup. LSU going to beat Ole Miss? Uh, They may. Corral's out. Uh, He's questionable. I thought Lane said he was out. Oh, maybe. I know he's questionable. Yeah, maybe he's out. Maybe so. By the way, Corral's season... Hayes was telling me yesterday his stats. It's unbelievable. I was a guy committed to Florida. He looked pretty good in a Gator uniform. And uh, don't have him. Didn't get Jamar Chase. It's just part of it. Tennessee, Alabama. Man, any love there? Me here. It is. Man. I remember talking to Jamar Chase the day he committed to Florida. And he was so <laughs> excited about he and Matt Corral. And then both guys decommit. Just like Shamar James decommits today. Very, very frustrating. Um, real, Actually, forget Tennessee, Alabama. Give me 30 seconds. Who gets the LSU job? Who would be on the top of your list? Man, uh, I'd probably go back to Joe Brady and offer him a ton. Would you? Yeah, I really would. I've heard the Mel Tucker name a lot. Yeah, and I got I got some friends that have worked for Mel Tucker, and they love him. They absolutely love him. But I, I don't know. I, I don't for some reason that doesn't vibe with me. I, I LSU. It's another one. It's a good job. It's a really good job, um, and you can recruit there. But imagine, there's a lot of people getting in your backyard. Imagine Wayne Kiffin on the bayou. I don't I don't think he'd last. It'd be something. That is Denny Thompson. I'm the hacker Ryan Green. We got a cocktail party to talk about next week. And oh, what a cocktail party it's going to be. What do you think Florida is? About a 20-point underdog next week? If they're 20, give me the points and I'll bet the house. <sighs> You'll bet the house? Yes. Dude, I will bet everything. If it's a 20-point spread... I'm looking dead into you guys, and I'll tell you, I will put at least a stack down. And I don't even bet. If Georgia's not going to win that game by 20. 
All right. We'll talk more about that next week on Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network and on the Florida Gator 1010XL Facebook page.